Welcome to It's All Fine and Dangy, where we talk about community, health, culture, and all of the big and little things that make life good. Here are your hosts, Dan and Angie. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 17 of Holy It's Holy smoke, 17. Oh, of It's All Fine and Dangy, as Bill Files just said at the beginning there. We are almost oh, to 20. I gotta take a breath. Yeah. I felt like I just. It's from, you know why? It's from doing 17 podcasts. <laughs> That's what it is. That's <laughs> actually what it is, right? From can't believe that we're that preparation close. Preparation time, you no, know? No kidding. Well, we are having our this and that chit chat over coffee. We are, even though it's fairly late at night. It is fairly almost late. eleven. <laughs> we could have pretended it was morning. <laughs> we could have. We're not going to lie to the audience. No, we never though. do. That's good. We don't. So what's up with me? School is almost done, Daniel. I know. I am in. I am in the home stretch here. It's I'm very exciting. Very much looking forward to it. <laughs> yes. The school keeps trying to talk me into going for the master's program. Yep. Well, yes. so remind everybody what you're going to school oh, for. So I go to school for, which most people won't understand, bachelor's degree, right. bachelor's of science degree in alternative medicine. Yes. So what that means is it's just basically all-encompassing. Yep. I learn about all different types of alternative medicine, which goes right along with what I do. I'm a health coach. That's right. So teaching people how to balance through food, through you know, reducing stress, all sorts of other things that make up... It's very well, it's been very beneficial to me because I've changed my diet because of your coaching, and I really appreciate that. I will tell you that from an outsider, the stuff that I see you studying, it looks like you're becoming a doctor. Sometimes it feels like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, I'm in a biology class, it's a little over my head. Well, I thought it was going to be easy towards the end. No, not so much. No, it gets harder and harder, probably, huh? (laughs) And it's just basic biology, but biology and chemistry go. Not biology so much, but ke- the chemistry part of it goes right over my head. It's like, oh, there's too much. Um, everything I know about chemistry, I learned from Breaking Bad. So I probably can't help you too much. <laughs> well, that's fun kind of learning chemistry. <laughs> um, what else am I up to this week? I am really actively pursuing helping out with the Golden Warriors Festival. Oh, very that nice. That we are going to um, be at in September. Yep. So we're going to be selling, going around and asking businesses to purchase those big gold ribbons right. in support of cancer awareness for children. Yes, yeah, so I'm excited children, to be part of awareness. it. Anyway. We're going to paint a pop of gold. That's right. And I wanted to say, calling all cars, because the Golden Warrior Festival is being held at Beef Brady's in Apopka. Yep. And what we're trying to do is make it a fun event for, or what Elena is trying to do is make it a fun event for the community. And she's putting together like a car and truck, car, I can't talk tonight, car and truck show. So if you have a cool car truck that you just want to bring out and show off, because we know that you do, we know that you, if you have a cool car truck, you really want to show it off. I mean, that's why you have it, right? Bring it out so people can enjoy it. Your entry fee will go towards a good cause. It's going to be donated to Alex's Lemonade Stand, which is a foundation that helps with um, childhood cancer. So come on out, enjoy the day, and get involved. Get actively involved in your community. And then next month, we are actually, 
you know, gearing up for back to school already. August 12th, I think, is back to school in Seminole County. Oh, I can't believe that's already, already. almost here. It's already wow. almost here. So next month, our theme is going to be um, focusing on teachers from all different educational levels. I'm so excited about we're that. We're going to go from elementary all the way up to the college level and even possibly some special guests in there. We'll see. Stay tuned. You people. mean special guests besides the teachers? Well, something that has to do with schooling. Oh, so, okay. in, you know, maybe it's a, a dean at a college or, you know, something geared more towards that. Gotcha. Very cool. Stand well, you know, by. I, keep, I keep saying very <laughs> exciting. And I it's probably ridiculous sounding. I probably sound like um, Alec Baldwin's character from Friends, but. You know, just being like everything is so great. <laughs> oh my gosh, that one is wonderful. But I, th- this is really exciting to me. Meeting with teachers, it's like a opportunity to um, not only sort of dig into education, the importance of it, and mm-hmm. such, but also I've never really had the opportunity to sit with teachers at all different levels and just kind of talk about the things that we're going to talk about. So it's going to yeah. be very interesting. Yeah, it's going to be fun, and we'll be. Doing some kind of donation stuff geared towards back to school as well that month. So, nice. yeah, exciting month. It really is. Um, well, for me and for us, really, I also wanted to mention that this past weekend we were at Wekaiva Island. Thank you guys who joined us out there. We did. We are were able to raise some money for uh, the Golden Warrior Festival as well as one of our other favorite charities, Bags of Hope. Um, we kayaked out there. We, uh, you know, we, uh, grilled out and just had a fun day in the sun. And I did all kinds of filming because yes, you did. that's what I do. Uh, putting together a uh, commercial for Bill and Mary Wynog for the island because I just really enjoy doing that. And I really believe in what they're doing out there at the island. Um, and just as a matter of sort of one of my interests, and I may have mentioned this before, I really like all the new technology that's coming out with like cameras for recording. Not so much uh, still cameras, but, uh, you know, GoPro, it kind of started with everyone having mm-hmm. a GoPro. I have a GoPro. It's uh, an older model, but it records well underwater. Um, I have another camera called a Osmo Pocket. It's a little tiny camera with a uh, gimbal on it, so it's very smooth. I have a 360 camera. You have everything except for a drone. I know, that's on my (laughs) list. But um, but I guess I mentioned this because if you happen to be interested in that kind of thing, as I am, uh, I encourage you to go check out my YouTube channel. I make uh, videos of everything we do. We just got back from vacation. I cut it to music. I I really dork out. It's almost like a, dare I say this, on the air, but it's almost like a digital scrapbook kind of thing. Uh-huh. That's and exactly what it is. I know. <laughs> but uh, I really like the special effects you can do with like time lapsing and hyperlapsing and 360 recording, and it makes it all a lot more interesting to watch. Yeah, you mix a lot of different elements in there, and it's, it is. It's very... It's very nice to be able to go back and look at those memories, put to music with little captions on it. It it it's, brings photos alive. Yeah, that's how I feel. And you know what else? To me, it's like, um, and I encourage everyone to do this. YouTube channels are free. If you're not super worried about the privacy aspect of it, if you are, you can make it totally private and only share it with people via the link. Um, Mine is not that way because I just send links to whenever I want to show people a video. But over the years, you can upload your personal home videos. And it's a cool storage location. If you think about it, it's in the cloud. You can never lose it. If, God forbid, your house burns down 
all of your home videos are safe because they're up there in the cloud, stored on YouTube. Smart thing to do. We have hundreds of them now. And at any given time, we can go to our smart TV or go to your computer, your tablet, your phone and say, I want to watch the video from way back when we did that trip kayaking in 2014. And, uh, you know, so that's a cool thing. And one of the other things that's obviously huge that we mentioned last podcast episode, but I wanted to mention again now that the dust has settled and we've gotten back home, but Angie and I got engaged last week. Yes, we so did. We're, we're uh, you know, that's still sort of at the forefront of our minds and... Uh, it's it, new. It's fresh. Whatever. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah. But we, um, you know, we're not going to cheese out on here, but we've started talking just a little bit about the you know what as we're planning the wedding and we we're not officially planning it yet but we're starting to talk about some elements yeah. so i think we're going to have a really good time with this which is so uncommon people get all stressed out i have i feel like it's going to be everything else we do together it's just yeah. going to be really no different stress at all it's going to be very different it's going to be really fun and we're just not going to stress about it That's so right. i'm excited about that i lost my voice talking about you that you did Oh, so anyway, you know, choked up. Whatever. Is that what it is? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, but I do. I did put the uh, proposal. I totally surprised Angie. I put the proposal video mm-hmm. on our YouTube channel for Fine and Dangy. Um, so I'll post a link in the show notes. But I encourage you to go out there and check out the video. She was really surprised, and it's really fun to watch. I, I think it'd be fun for anybody to watch if you wanted to see, especially my reaction. A reaction from somebody. <laughs> yeah, uh, I bleeped out the curse words on that one. It's not but. a normal reaction. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not. But that's pretty much what's going on with me. What's going on with us? I think uh, that pretty much wraps the beginning here. We have a great interview coming up. It was a it was a really good one. It's a little long, but trust me, if you start listening to it you're going to love it so if you hang with us we'll be right back after this quick break hi this is bill files the upcoming audiobook narrator of daniel fox's awesome thriller in the dark and you're listening to it's all fine and dangy hey guys welcome back and now it's time for our community call out i am so excited about our guest today as we're going through the month talking about local hotspots, we've got a couple with us today. We've got two guests today. They are the owners of Wekaiva Island in Apopka and the owners of Outriggers, which I believe is in New Smyrna. I have known them both for somewhere around 25 years. So please welcome Bill and Mary Wynog. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having us. Thank you for Cheers. having us. Yeah, very cool. We're excited. Yeah, me too. Very excited. And um, so I'm obviously going to ask you some questions that I personally know some of the answers to, but I'm, I'm excited to kind of share some of this information with our uh, with our audience and those of you that are listening here. So the first thing I wanted to ask is, and I, I really don't know the answer to this one, is when did you first think of purchasing Wekaiva Island or whatever it was called before it was Wekaiva Island? <laughs> oh, wow. So... Uh, I used to camp with the kids, and uh, actually the mayor of Apopka, oh, Brian cool. Nelson, is a good friend, and he has a cabin up on the uh, Rock Springs Run. And so, the, oh, we love Rock Springs Run. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful yeah. place. So, and he has a cabin up there in Rock Springs Run, and we used to take the kids up there once a year, hang out at his cabins, and have and, and have a lot of fun. And uh, King's Landing, right next to it, was something that always intrigued me. So, oh. um, when the when the family, the, the the lady that owned King's Landing passed away, 
I started this uh, idea in my head that I, I really needed to have a canoe livery, and that was the cool one. And a good friend of mine, Bob Loomis, who now owns the family, Loomis family uh, mm-hmm. funeral home it, oh, there, sure. in, there in Apopka. Yeah. And I said, uh, God, hey, Loomis, I want to, I really want that place. Bob said, leave it alone. You need to go buy the old Wakaiwa Marina. Yep. I'm like, dude. That's dude, what it was called. <laughs> it's not even for sale. He goes, well, I know the owners. I'll introduce you to them. Oh, to, okay. Uh, I'll introduce you to them. So Bob introduced me to uh, a, a, a family, a bunch of brothers uh, still own the, the property. And uh, the one brother that still lived here in town, actually, they were developers. They developed uh, uh, Errol Estates. So, oh, uh, I didn't know that. Same yeah. people. Yeah. And so wow. they... Um, so, that, nope. so not to interrupt you, but that was when... I, I'm born in Apopka. So I, I was literally born in the Apopka Hospital. So I've been here my whole life, going to these places my whole life. That, the, the uh, Wikaiwa Marina... It was like a little bait and tackle building or something, wasn't it? Is that is that? Yeah. I get my years mixed up. Is that what was there when you guys bought it? L- long, long history. You know, it was uh, it, it was a little it was a it was a fishing cabin that was built uh, back in the back in the sixties. Uh, right. Probably where, privately owned. Or, oh, it was privately owned. Yeah, always, uh, who, always. The okay. owner, the guy that built it, um, Freeman. Uh, Freeman, Cliff Freeman. Um, build it for him and his buddies, and they used to go. Down, it was great fishing river, of and, they, and they, they used to come uh, on the weekends and whatever. And it just grew from there. Grew into a big restaurant, right? Got very, very popular, and then it got passed on a couple of times to different owners. Um, the the last one that owned it was this family, uh, and he bought it for his boys, for his boys to hang out there and help. The boys ended up moving all over the country, all over the world. There was one left. So that's who I was negotiating with when I, and actually the negotiation was pretty quick. I said, uh, hey, uh, I'd really like to buy this place. He said, it's not for sale. Oh, okay. wow. <laughs> so did you, did you literally just go out there and? Well, and Bob, Bob introduced me. Bob oh, okay. introduced he got a meeting me set up. Because okay. Bob didn't want me to mess with his King's Landing deal. <laughs> sure. He, he was know. distracting so, you. So <laughs> he said, you go you go buy this place. I'm like, Loomis, it's not even for you. Just, just get away from me, you know, until I get my deal so done. Until I maybe, sign the papers. You maybe a calculated it. move or maybe an accidental genius move. I don't know, but that's great. Well, you know, and then I'm like, I, I'm, I'm like, I can't do this by myself. So I kind of recruited a bunch of my friends and bunch of us, uh, I talked them all into doing it together, and then somewhere in the middle of that, they all said, "You're crazy. This is, this is not a good idea." And so they all left me and Mary, Mary and I. And the, the, I don't think they're saying that now. I don't yeah, think no so. Kidding. Yeah, they, uh, we we believed in it. You know, it yeah. was it was a mess when we bought it. Uh, yeah, and so I didn't want to be too disparaging because I don't know the relationship you have from the people that you bought it from. But let me just say that growing up in a popka. It was a restaurant many years ago. It was a kind of a nicer restaurant or nice-ish. I was kind of a kid. I don't remember. I remember people would feed the raccoons at the on the roof, which certainly wasn't safe. But I just remember that uh, when Sounds I was younger. Nice. And I believe that place burned down, right? Yep. Burnt down in... 1999. 1999 it burnt down. The, the restaurant burnt down. And what, what was that place? And just well, the to- last... It, it was a different restaurant uh, over the years. The last, when it burnt down, it was called the Cockatoo Walk, I think. Okay. Uh, that that one I didn't down. I didn't go to. It was something else. Alexander's? Alexander's. It the Cockatoo Walk and uh, um, the, the, the like Wakaiwa Marina. Marina restaurant, I yeah. think. Because oh, we found stir sticks in the river. 
with that oh, on it. Wow. How yeah. cool oh. is that's how you found some history about yeah. the place. Well, actually, the gentleman that runs our food truck today without ca- without a paddle cafe. Yep. Uh, he was the manager for what was it? Was it? It was called Wakaiva. I think it was when it was the Wakaiva Marina restaurant. Wow! Uh, he was the manager of the place. Well, That's I think it cool. might have been Alexander's. I, I think it was one name. But what I started to get get at is, I just remember, and I can't remember in the timeline if it was before or after that. But it was a dive. It was a place you wouldn't bring your kids. It was a place you really wouldn't go unless. I, you were somebody that specifically liked that spot. So when I heard that you had bought it and you got, I thought, wow, you have a lot of work to do. Um, so the initial vi- vision that you had for the place, is it anywhere similar to where you have ended now? Well, you know, our vision, uh, so we took this project on because we want, it's a very, very long story. So let me it's try It's an interesting it. story. It's let very try interesting. To, let me try to do it I as think as anybody can. local here would really appreciate knowing the kind of the history behind it. Okay. So I am an engineer. I, I understand that the buildings we design and build are very impactful to the planet. So I've uh, we've had this mission to be carbon neutral in our personal lives forever. And Dan, you saw some of that. I did. We, you know, at the office, we uh, we started buying wind power. We had a program at the office where we gave five thousand dollars if you bought a eco car and things like that. Oh, wow. So that all kind of came from me because I had this very deep passion to want to become carbon neutral. And Mary and, was on board with this. You were kind oh, of boy, yes. <laughs> You were on board with, you know, the changes that, it, you know, well, I was you would kind have of, to make. I was kind of a catalyst in this, I think. In 2007, Sears and CBS were doing a contest and giving away money for to five national winners, and we ended up being one of the five national winners. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. You could Google it. If you type in Google oh. clean and green, you will see this old video. Very now, cool. It's a, it's a funny story because my wife said- I want to do a video. We're living this, we're trying really hard to become carbon neutral. We cut our footprint from thousands down to like uh, tens, our personal footprint. Yeah. Wow. And we were doing everything we could to bring it down. And this clean and green thing came and Mary said, I really want to tell our story. She said, would you help me put together something? So I wrote her a narrative of a story. It was like maybe 10 pages. No. I read the narrative and it took me 15 minutes to read it. Yeah. I needed to like a two or three minute video. <laughs> she said, I, I don't, I don't want this narrative. I want to do a little video. I said, well, I, I storybooked the whole video for you. Here's the oh. damn, here's the story here. Like a commercial she said, bill. Like a PowerPoint <laughs> presentation. No, or? no, no. It was a written narrative. It had photos and all that. Oh, nice. It. So we both submitted. Oh no. She said, I'm not, I'm going to do my own. I said, I, I spent hours putting this thing together for you and you're not going to use it. Right. She says, no, I'm going to make my own now. So she made her own video. And I said, what am I going to do with this like eight hours I put into this narrative? I just folded it up and mailed it to him. Right. I won. He got the phone call. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, oh I thought gosh. this was going so somewhere else. I thought so too. <laughs> no. She was a little upset about that. And she, I think that was almost in our past. But thanks to you guys. Uh, it, we brought, we brought it back, back up, up again. Up. You're good. welcome. I really appreciate that. But so anyway, so this, the, this, so the, we had this very deep passion to try to become carbon neutral. And this this clean and green thing, we found uh, that the world really 
didn't care. Yeah. Matter of fact, they made fun of us. You would read some of the internet, uh, you know, comments, this, comments. And this was how many years ago? 12. This is 12 before it ago. became kind of mainstream. Yeah, so mm-hmm. you'd read some of the comments and I said, God, it just really tore my heart out. And so at the same time, that whole Loomis thing was going on. Right. And so we said, we had decided that maybe, maybe instead of trying to do something at our house and live this green life that nobody cared about what if we created this incredible awesome environmental center that was carbon neutral that people could come down there have fun and figure out that this is important so that's the 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 real reason we're there The, the the background story was always we wanted to create this carbon neutral venue it's really in and i i I say it's kind of like this environmental center, but it's not fueled on taxpayers' dollars. Right. It's fueled on fun. And you know what fun is. Sure. Yeah. So the fuel is fun. People come down there, and we hope that they stumble across something that will make them change their lives. And I tell you what, over the last 10 years, we see it all the time, and it's really exciting. We see moms standing at some of the illustrative displays we got that explain things about the natures and what's going on and they're explaining it to their kids we hear people we hear people tell us you know bill bill and mary you know what you do all this stuff down here we decided as a family we could do that too so we hear stories about oh, I that i love all the that time. that's great and it's it's really cool so that is that's amazing the, that's the reason we're there. so wow. you know we focus heavily on like charity and helping other people that's how you're helping other people because yeah. you're having, you guys are having an influence on them. Just they're coming to have a fun day, but they're seeing something like that and they're taking it and applying it to their lives. That's making a change. Yeah, you know. So beyond the sort of financial success of the island, that has to be that has to be insanely fulfilling, if not the most fulfilling thing about having it out there. Well, it's, it's so. Here's the thing about the island too: the business is incredibly awesome in the summertime, but we're limited. Yeah. So we've got so many people, so many cars. We've got lots of rules because we're on this incredible place. So the rules are good and we respect them. But so we have this limit. But during the, you know, quarters two, quarters three, we do fairly well. But during quarters four and quarters one, we lose money. So so we. And that's more the winter months. At a much smaller scale. When we first started doing the podcast and we were focusing on charity and community, when we first started getting emails and feedback that. That, oh, I started a food drive at work because you guys did the thing over the weekend. For me, that felt that like, feels good. Yeah, you, you know, because yeah. we so, feel like we're just doing a little bit of something. Right. You know, we yeah. you know we're not doing as much as so many other people. You know, are out there doing, but to hear that. It just made it, because somebody's of that, doing something because of what you're doing that, 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 that makes you feel good yeah so and that, and that was always our mission and it's still there yeah and uh and we're we still have this mission to become carbon neutral we're getting closer there's a lot of math behind it remember i said i'm an engineer, an engineer so sure I, I, I do the math so what are some of the things you do at the island to reduce that carbon footprint mary well Okay, I'll start. Mary, <laughs> Mary can, gets to talk sometimes. Mary can chime in, but I'll start. So actually through work, and I actually trademarked this because I believe in it so much. I created this toolbox. It's an acronym. It's called CERO, C-E-R-O, which is zero in Spanish, of course. So CERO, but C-E-R-O stands for conservation, efficiency, renewables and offset so and i call it i call it a toolbox because underneath each one of those categories there's a whole there's a whole list of things that we could do so like 
like conservation, the, the thing is don't consume. So we have an mm-hmm. outdoor bar. When you want to cool off, you jump into the river. The river's 70 degrees year-round. It's a special place on the planet. Don't have to have a pool at home. No other place like it. You jump right. in the river, you get mm-hmm. chilled. In immediate. It could be 110 degrees out. You jump in the river, you are comfortable. Right. So, you know, that's conservation. And efficiency is pretty easy. Renewal, you know, you just do as much as you can to minimize your consumption when you consume. Mm-hmm. What's the offset? That's the one I don't get. Okay, renewables, solar offsets. So we're our mission is to become carbon neutral, and it's really difficult to do at any one single place. Right. So offsets are when you reach what our offset program is. You can buy offsets online. You could have somebody plant trees in the Amazon for you, mm-hmm. and you could get credit for those trees. Our offset program is is driven around community. Like for instance, if you go to St. Francis Church in Apopka off of 441, on the roof of the church is a whole bunch of solar panels right so the church gets a lower electric bill and we take credit for those offsets so that's a community project we put the solar panels up there for the church i paid for those and wow. uh, the that's... island takes credit for the offsets. so that's kind of like you know you yeah. reach and i talk about that a lot matter that's of fact that's a great thing for people to know that i never knew something like that was possible i mean i'm sure you could buy it for somebody and gift it to them but i didn't know that the offset is you know well, that's a, and that's kind of like part of the magic of zero. This, the, the O is to kind of like not just kind of turn your, turn your heads on mm-hmm. the community. Cause the, the whole carbon issue is an issue that is a global issue. Sure. So of course we've got, we've got issues here locally. Yeah. But, you it's know, not just here. but what we are doing. Um, globally is is horrific and we're leaving that for our children and that's really the whole passion behind the yeah. island so right. that stuff goes you know a lot deeper than most people you know are getting into when it comes to you know lessening their carbon footprint but at the island you have things like recycle bins and stuff like that set up what things do you teach your staff to do to make sure that you are kind of um that everybody's on board with that well, so next to each trash can is a recycle bin, and if you watch everybody walk up to to them, they just take it and throw it in like the trash can. So for 10 years, we have gone through every single trash bag, pulling out the recyclables. Put them back in the... It's yeah. funny, because we had a cabana there this past weekend, and I had to do the same thing. I'm like, guys... Doesn't it make you wonder? <laughs> I'm gonna I, I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent <laughs> right? for a minute, but, it, but it, what you said kind of struck me, Bill, and doesn't it make you wonder... Why isn't it not only illegal to not recycle, but why isn't there a insane fine? I've been saying for years. Well, there if is it in was some places. if it was if it was a hundred dollars, if I if a if a policeman caught you throwing a plastic bottle in a garbage can, it wouldn't take long before nobody would do it. <laughs> right. Well, there's. Yeah. I'll tell you what. You go to New York State. New York State has recycling laws, and they actually tax. They don't tax. If you look they, on this bottle, you know, no. ten cents. Yeah. Oh, for New York. Yeah. Okay, so that actually Hawaii. they put a bounty in New York. They Made put a York bounty on every bottle. So you pay maybe an extra ten cents for a bottle. So that bottle is worth ten cents. Yeah. You so they don't people don't throw them away up there. Well, so, I grew up in so Michigan you, and we used to collect the cans and the beer bottles because as kids they would let us do that and take it and turn it into the store and we go buy our candy or whatever with it. Yeah, yeah, we, that, we, we had don't that, do that here. here. Well, we had that something similar here, at least with the um, cans. You could crunch cans for aluminum or whatever. But I guess that's a positive reinforcement versus negative reinforcement. And I was just thinking that, not to go negative, but if it was 
if there was a really big penalty for just or or instead of a penalty put a bounty on it it's a oh, reward that's the positive reinforcement it's a, it's a, yeah. it's a reward. so we turn it yeah. positive yeah yeah so that's great um, but you know what happens down at the island is like mary said people people miss the the right can mm-hmm. but that's okay they watch us yeah separate them and and that's one of the stories i told you about one of the families came up to us and they said you know we see what you guys do yeah. and that and you has got inspired the staff us they're digging yeah. in the garbage yeah. to get the recycles out well before before i get to the next question i what's interesting to me about the church thing is i didn't know you guys did that I, is is there anywhere where someone can read or find out all these things that you're doing is it on the website is I, it we we have a lot of this on the website but i mean we again we're trying to do this through action so we're not necessarily you're not tooting, tooting um, your horn. Tooting, right. tooting yeah. our horn a little bit. Like oh, I, our, yeah, I respect that. Sure. Our, our social media people, you know, they're saying, well, you should do more of this. And 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 the guy's honest truth is I just hired a, a young lady by the name of Joelle Laborde to actually be our advocate and to start helping us move the lead, need, needle. Um, you know, up to the last 10 years, I've really been fighting for the right to stay there and yes. fighting for the right to have yeah. more people at, enjoy the island and, and, and kind of uh, enjoy the river more. Yeah, and I get So there's... I like also how you said that, that you want people to be able to come and enjoy the river, enjoy what was put there really for us to, you know, for us to take part in, not to be, you know, a privacy fence put up and nobody's allowed in here because this is mine. You yep. know, you're, right. you're mm-hmm. in... You are embracing the community and trying to get them to have something, yep. you know, in nature to do. Sure. Because and so many people are stuck inside and, yeah. you know, doing things that I, aren't I, I like agree. that. And I, I agree. And I think, um, I, I think I get what you're saying, Bill. There's a fine line between sort of the value in the community knowing that you guys are doing all this effort and feeling like that you're advertising that you're doing it and that's why you're doing it so people know so that i so i get what you're saying you're trying not to be about um you know sort of tooting your own horn but i still think that um if you're someone that is conscious about what's happening to the environment knowing that people like you guys are doing above and beyond your own out there it would make me want to bring more business to you anyway so um, yeah, it's tricky. Yeah. Well, no, that's the kind of okay. So let me say this: like an environmental center, a true environmental center. All the people that get it and know we have an issue, they go there. The folks that don't understand mm-hmm. yet might not go there because they want to go somewhere else and have fun. So that's really yeah. what we built this place for. Yeah. Is so that they yeah. could come and stumble across the truth. Yeah. And believe in it. Sure. And then, yeah. then the next year they're going to take their kids to the envir- the real yeah. environmental center. So uh, yeah. that's that's part of the mission. That's awesome. So before we leave that question, there's two other things that are big that we do. Our cups that we serve our beer out of are corn, and yes, we want you to reuse them. Yes, because it's all about oh, take it back up to the the bar, bar and, and oh, refill I it. See, I didn't know that. I mean, some people like to collect them and have like ten cups, and I'm like, okay. I know you got something else you want to say, but on that one right there, when we go out somewhere and she, we order a beer or whatever, a drink, and then she orders another one. She's like, no, 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 use this. And they're like, no, it's our policy. We have to give yeah. you a new plastic cup. I would say to our bring me glass. Reuse bring me your glass. cup. Yeah. Wow. We use paper straws too, correct? We do. I love it. 
And then the other thing we do is in the men's restrooms, we have two waterless urinals, and those save 40,000 gallons of water each a year. Oh, yeah. wow. Wow, that's a lot of... It tells you how much water we're wasting everywhere else. Yeah. Well, so there's so there's another mission down there. So I talked a lot about carbon, but the, what what Mary's getting to on that water side too is there is this water mission. So we also have the whole zero thing when it comes to water. We collect we collect rainwater. We all the water closet oh. flushes from rainwater cisterns. So you'll see cisterns around there. But so there's this also this big mission for water, and now that is truly a local struggle that we have with the river the river right now is dying from the phosphates and the in the nitrates that we put in you know in the, what's called the spring shed so the water that bubbles up out of the ground today dan is totally different mm-hmm. than the water that bubbled up out of the ground when you were a kid out there the water coming out of the ground is polluted heavily polluted with nitrates and that's why there's such a bad algae problem and in florida there. it's really bad because well, of all the nurseries we have now when you say the water coming up out of the ground you mean from wells the spring the, from See, the yes. spring because how, it how, trickles down only you know and you have like the bedrock and the, the yeah. limestone and stuff. Only so much of that can filter out. How crazy is that? That you, so, and this is going to make me sound ignorant, but how crazy is it that you think that water coming out of a spring is going to be clean, natural, and healthy? So, Florida is is got a very very specific and unique uh, geological foundation under our ground. It's called Karsk. So it's not nece- it's not necessarily filtering through the sand like it does everywhere else in the world and through the earth. Oh, I didn't know that. Actually, what happens is there's all these cracks in the limestone, and all these cracks as they as water flows through the cracks, the the limestone melts and the cracks get bigger. So we have huge underground rivers under our feet, but it's not like a single river; it is a network of cracks and rivers and caves and mm. canyons. And so what happens in a lot of places, what you put in the ground here gets into this pipe. It's a crack. It's a karsk. And it is, and the pipelines are connected directly to the springs. That's why the springs are there. Right. And this is a very unique place on the planet. It doesn't happen anywhere else except for here in Central mm. Florida. So we have... In o- Central Florida. Yep. We have wow. over 30 springs that feed the Wakaiva. So there's 30 of these openings, cracks from the ground. That water is coming directly from somewhere. Wow. From a pipe that Mother Nature built yeah. for us. And so that's the problem. It doesn't have a chance to actually be filtered like it does in other places around the country. But people come down there and they blame us for the color of the water. Oh, which like, is like the color of coffee. So if you live <laughs> yeah. any if you live anywhere from Ocala to South Orlando, what you put in your yard or down your toilet or whatever You're affects our water. Yeah. That's yes. right. Wow. If you want the water to be pretty and crystal clear and, and blue, you live Ocala to South Orlando, then, then you need to care. Think about so it at l- home. Let That's me right. make a plug for this We're right all now. Responsible. Yeah, do it. We're of all course. responsible. So there is a there is a group that we just recently formed, uh, probably what two three months ago. It's called the uh, w- the Wakiva Springshed Alliance. That is actually a group of folks that really are really care and really want to try to make a difference with the water that's uh, mm-hmm. flowing under our feet. Yeah, and you know, I think it's for people listening. You know, if you don't, li- most people that live around this area know what Wakiva Island is, but we have listeners that are all over. So if they ever come to Florida and they want to visit, it's important that they know these things. I think even just you know coming to visit, how can they make a little bit of a a difference yep. even where they are? Yeah, yeah. 
So I, this is going to switch gears just a little bit, but I'm just really curious because as you guys know, I'm a big fan of the island. I, what you guys have done with it, it from someone that was born and raised here, it's gone from being sort of semi kind of nice to being totally a place you never want to go to, to being like a resort almost. So can you take us through the process, maybe at a high level of how you started to become, when did you guys notice it was sort of becoming a local hotspot? Did that happen like immediately? Did you have to do a lot of marketing? Did it just explode right out of the chute? Mary, take us through that. Yeah, I'm very interested in that. Well, as soon as he cleaned it up, like the bathrooms were cleaned up and the cabanas went up. I mean, that's like when it totally made a turn. That's well, like almost, almost right away. So you probably felt confident that you'd made a pretty good decision right away. It was away. a dive. Yeah, I know, but I mean, as far as just people starting to come yeah. all of a sudden. So there, obviously, there were people coming there. You know, could they drink down there before? Oh yeah. Okay, it's so they were coming a, there, right, yeah. to to do that anyway, and then when they actually saw somebody put some effort into. I don't know. When we bought the place, I don't know if a lot of people... Now you could buy a beer at the bar, at the at the canoe livery window, mm-hmm. uh, when I bought the place. Um, they had a cooler in the back where they had beers, they sold them, but people did not come and hang out down there. Yeah. Um, they would come and they would rent canoes and go down river, and get, come back, maybe off. buy a beer. And, and that was it. So it wasn't really, you know, it went from that, that it was a hot spot, you know, 30 years ago. Or maybe to, people fishing or, yeah. You know. So it had, did it have a bar area or did you put that bar area oh, no, pretty no, no, much the immediately? Bu- the building was there. So the building that was there was the cabin that the Freedmen's built way back in the 50s, 60s. Is that what? the current building with mm. the bar in it? It's the of. same footprint. Okay, same footprint. So let me tell you this, though. The fishing camp that used to be there had members, and one of the members of the camp on the Wakaiva was Roy Rogers. Really? Roy Rogers used to come to Central Florida, and you could you could look this up in the- uh, He did. He stayed at the hotel that we stay at for our- The um, Edgewater? Yeah, the Edgewater. Wow. Yeah, so Roy Rogers used to come here when uh, back before Disney because he wanted to build a Wild Wild West theme park. And the Wild Wild West theme park, his dream was across the river from the Wakaiva, where we're at right now. So uh, oh, and wow. he used And he used to come out and hang out down there, and it was kind of like uh, in it- Back in the day, that was out the end of a dirt road, way I sure. mean, in the middle of nowhere, right? Which it isn't today. It's on the edge of that, but before it, it was a it was a long dirt road trip to get there. So anyway, kind of cool story. But um, back when did when did that building burn down? Our building when we bought it, we we bought it. We had three three arson fires down there. So, so somebody torched our dumpster. It was like February 2009, shortly after we bought it. Wow. Somebody, somebody sent us a message, and I was too stupid to uh, hear the message. And then <laughs> and then the bar building burned down 10, 14, 13. Yeah. October 14, I remember that. Wow. wow. Good memory, by the way. Wow, I remember that. And uh, so what happened is when the bar when the bar building burnt down, uh, we were a little devastated because uh, yeah. we did. We don't realize how devastating a fire is until it happens to you. And you see it on the news all the time. Of course. Somebody's house burned down. Somebody's business burned. Horrific. And it's like, 
you really feel for them. It's total loss pretty yeah. much, isn't it? Oh yeah. Oh, it was, it yeah. was. And I tell you what, I had a lot of incredible great friends. I sat there crying, holding my head and my phone was ringing off the hook. Randy Suggs, you know, Randy. Yep. Big, good old Apopka yeah, boy. Of course. He, I went to, I went to school with Jeff. Yep. So he comes down and says, Hey dude, don't worry about this. You just had to get rid of this crap. He said, let me, I'm going to come down here with my equipment and just, uh, and we're going to get rid of all this. You cannot sit here and look at this. Oh, wow. And I said, okay. Th- I said, okay. He went and got a demo permit. It was like the in next, action. The next day. Wow. It was gone. He, oh my God. He came down with all of, the, all of his equipment and took that away so I didn't have to look at it. Now it's almost had, like he wanted you to start fresh. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And then I, have, I have good friends, you know, being being in the business and, the, you know, we design a lot of theme parks. I have really, really good friends that said um, they called good friends, called and said, hey, we're going to have a raising party. We're going to come down and rebuild your rebuild your bar. And that's actually, you know, the Nassau company yeah. that does all of the wow. Dis- Disney work, SeaWorld work, the Universal work. They're the themed contractor guys. They said that we're going to rebuild your bar. I'm like, dude, I can't afford you they're like no you don't understand we're gonna do this for you we're wow. gonna handle it wow and they came That's down really great. and and so only because of these incredible friends that i have i'm able to have that place there today and i'm i'm definitely indebted to those to, to those good wow friends. and they amazing. probably don't feel that way at all that's the thing. Because yeah. people that do stuff like that, they don't feel like you're indebted to them at all. Wow. That's a touching story. It's hard I to know. shift gears on that one. So um, the, uh, two, two shift gears, though. You, I've seen you guys in the news, uh, in print. You've been sort of featured in a lot of places. Can you tell us about some of these places that, that, that have sort of come out and talked to you guys, well, Mary? Sure. Well, Mary's in charge of that. <laughs> yeah. That's her part of our business here. So, right. Mary, go ahead. Well, we've been on to Travel Channel for uh, Secret Swimming Holes. Top oh, 10 we can, cool. secret swimming holes in the Top United States. Top 10 su- secret swimming holes in the U.S. and Wakaiva Islands there. It's pretty wow. damn cool. That's cool. So they picked up the park and then they picked up us as well. So when they leave the park, they come down and, what is this? Oh, yeah. So we were cool. like number seven and eight of the 10, I believe. Um, so I will fi- I'll try to find that on YouTube and put a link in the show notes to that because I'd like to see it myself. It's cool because I get a random call. Oh my god, I just saw you on the Travel Channel, and I'm like, "Oh, they must be airing it." <laughs> yeah, wow, that's yeah, great. Exactly. It was a few years ago. Yeah, well, I've seen you on local news local a few news. times. Your, your buddy, Chad Chad Crawford, How to Do Florida. Yeah. Oh, picked wow. us up as well with our paint out. We've been advertising, and we've done it through News Six, WKMG. Yes, CBS is just like my favorite channel, so I, I tend to I reach out to you. them. <laughs> yeah, you you can come and interview us. Actually, I would I'd put a plug in for them. Because well, they, we, they've been very good to us, and we, not all the TV stations have. We have news people. We have news people come down and tell me, you know, we're going to do a good story about you, and then they twist it around to a bad thing. We had one ask him ten questions. Same question, same question ten times. And the tenth time he goes, "How do you want me to answer that?" And that's what they aired. Yeah. After he'd answered it nine times, exactly oh the same. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They're yeah. so and yeah. so. Channel Six is. They've been very good to us. Been like very fair. Eric they, Von Anken came out and did mm-hmm. an interview. Interviewed Fred, who was one of our employees, who knows a lot about the river and the environment. And he goes, "I promise, I will stick to the script." And he kept his word. So. Yeah. Good. So those Super are the ones nice that guy. you want to yeah. come out. Yeah. So you just said that you do the paint out down at the island. What other kind of events um, 
take place down there that you do throughout the year just to, and what do you do them for? Do you do them, you know, to support someone local to just bring more people in to have something to do? Like, why are you hosting those events? So the Wakaiva Paint Out benefits Keep Seminole Beautiful and uh, Wakaiva Wilderness Trust. And we both protect the river. We do cleanups. So I'm the executive director of Keep Seminole Beautiful, but we do the cleanups through Wakaiva Island every month. And actually, we on average do about two a month. But per oh, that's our, cool. Per our development order with the county, we have to do twelve. But we so end up doing about does, a dozen more. Twelve a month or twelve a year? Twelve? No, twelve a year. Twelve a year. But okay. we end up doing about twenty-four. Oh wow! She oh. does a cleanup out of the Wakaiva River Falls. Wakaiva Falls. Wakaiva Falls uh, mm. once a month too. So every two weeks, oh, wow. she's got a river cleanup. Now that's keep Seminole beautiful. So the the paint out is uh, a fundraiser for Keep Seminole Beautiful. They do so, so much great stuff, not just the rivers that they clean up, but also the parks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's the, the executive director of that organization has also made me um, um, pick up cigarettes at intersections off the roads. I love it. Yeah. Roads, uh. So what is the paint out? I mean, obviously what we, people can figure out kind of what it is, but what is the paint out? So it's an invitational. So we invite artists so anywhere between 25 and 35 artists from around the country or the world, and they come down and paint at the island, in the state park, down the river, all over, wherever, wow. wherever they want. And then we hang their art for sale. So, so it's, called plen- it's called plein air. And they the paint pl- outside. The plein air. That's cool. And plein air is a French movement and a, a, a French approach. So they come with empty canvas. They are there for a week, and they paint in the wild. So they set... They might be standing in the river or a swamp, but that's what they do. They go out there and they, they pick just- their spot. I've been to the paint out. It's amazing. So you can come and watch them painting. Absolutely. You and can then- buy it right off their easel if you wanted to. Yeah. And then you can, do you do a final kind of, you know, um, we have events show throughout the week. Okay. Yeah, so it, it's hung. They come with one piece to hang. And then one night during the week, we have an auction. Um, another night, we have a sunset paint in, but they, they paint cool. all week. And we feed them all their meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And we try to get the um, community involved in that, mm-hmm. you know, Burger Fi or Positano's yeah. or whoever yeah, to course. like donate a meal and bring it down there. Um, that is pretty cool. How many painters do you normally, or how many artists do you normally have? Somewhere between 25 and 35. We've lowered the number because we're trying to have the artists sell more art. If you have a lot of artists, yeah. then you're you're spreading it. Yeah, and they're looking forward to that, you know, making a living too. They love it. They stay in the state park in the cabins. We get the cabins, the whole. Oh, that's cool. Section, you know, yeah. What you call it? It's like a vacation. Kids camp. (laughs) Yeah, like the kids camp, and yeah, you know, we can put one to four artists per cabin. And they stay out there, and it's like a vacation for them. So they're well, out there, they're at five o'clock and painting. It's, yeah, it's kind of awesome. cool for the artists because our our paint out is special, uh, and it, it's kind of like a it's a paint out for the artist. And they actually because they all stay together in the mm-hmm. camp, they get to collaborate. Yeah. So they get to talk about techniques, and so like uh, one of my good That's friends, great. Michael Wintermantle, who painted this painting behind you here, he started uh, he started painting on copper. Because one of the artists was painting on copper, shared her technique, and he now paints a lot on copper. So I think that's really cool stuff. when people paint yeah. on the different metals. Oh, I do too. I, I love it. it. Bill just answered my question because I was going to ask, we're surrounded by awesome art in this oh, room. Is this all from the paint out? That one is not, but this was the last cover art. That's so Scott Heastand. 
Yeah, scary. And those wow. are the sandhill cranes. I love the sandhill cranes. So we also uh, we also help on a with a paint out over in New Smyrna Beach. It used to be called the Cape or the Canaveral Seashore paint out, and Mary renamed that the New Smyrna Beach paint out. That's so simplify. Yeah, some of this some of this art is from the New Smyrna Beach paint out as well. But, wow, wow, that's great. So neat thing coming up. Yep. at the Wakaiva Island. The second floor that you see up there all the time, we uh-huh. just got approval to turn that into a uh, art gallery, and oh we're gonna, my gosh, we're so gonna, cool. pro- we have a lot of art scattered around. Sure, we're gonna move a lot of that in there. We have a lot of good friends that are artists that want to show their art in there, so it's gonna become this incredible, awesome art gallery that you'll be able to come and see some of the past paint out works. And uh, also, you could, um, you know, possibly even rent the space and hang out in the art and have a function up there. It's going to be a beautiful space. Dan, do you guys have any local talent come? Because we've been there before when you've had like music music or, you know, just in the little wine bar. Most people don't know that you guys have like a little. A very loungy. That's our favorite part of Fernakai. To hang out in. Every Friday and Saturday night is the music. But I want to go back to the events. Okay. I want more events. Yes. So another one we but do. We got to talk about that. Yeah, we, we talk about that too. <laughs> We're getting away from our questions. No, it's good stuff. So another event we have every year is the like the second weekend in November, the Green Egg Fest. Oh, cool event! Central Florida Egg Fest. I have not. So oh. the big green else? ceramic eggs. Yeah. Uh huh. So Peter Weller puts this on, and this is going to be year four or five. But they'll, I think, his goal is to bring fifty eggs. So he pre-sells the eggs. The people come down, bring their food, and cook on it. You buy a ticket. Uh-huh. So it's $25 per ticket. But if you buy an egg, you get in, right? Maybe. I'll have to verify that. <laughs> you so. get to go from egg to egg <laughs> and nibble on what the, somebody might make cakes on it. Somebody might make pizzas. And here's the neat wow. thing about this event. So if you're going to buy an egg and you're wondering, God, how am I going to cook on this egg? There are 50 people. They are there to share their techniques they, with they you. want to teach you so so you go there Very and you cool. ask them how are you making a cake on this? Like, oh, let me tell you about it and they <laughs> yeah. they want to tell you yeah, the recipe oh, i love it and so it's awesome it's a it's it is one of my favorite so do we call the you don't call it the taste of wakaiva island it's the ninth it's a saturday <laughs> it's from nine to four and that also benefits keep someone beautiful Love it. And then the other event, we have a Halloween party every year, which uh, is how, the last Saturday. How come Saturday. we haven't been there? I don't know. You haven't uh, What heard is about the matter it. with us? You <laughs> haven't heard about it. Now you well, don't wait for my it. invite. Yeah. <laughs> we, we know now, so we'll be there this year. All right. When is that this year? Uh, October 26th. Yes. And White Claw is uh, our big sponsor for that. Oh, cool. So and then we do other things throughout the year. We've got the uh, Winter Wonderland was my oh, last that's one. A, that's a oh, Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So and you can go ahead and talk about this one, but we bring in this snow slide for the kids. Oh my gosh. And then we play movies every like Friday or Saturday night. Yeah. You know, there's a full schedule. We have like the Grinch and maybe my favorite. Uh, me, Buddy no, the, the Elf. The and- real Grinch. He eats onions. <laughs> Yeah. Raw onions. Uh-huh. All the there. Grinches are my... Oh, the Grinch Grinch is there? The Grinch Grinch he's is the there. Real oh, you Grinch. have him in costume there? Oh, my awesome. God. That's I, no, he's not in costume. He's he's awesome. He is really the Grinch. <laughs> yeah, I've seen their pictures on social media. It's crazy. We do the snow and all that. It's really cool. So it's a great actually, month. We actually that's ship cool. in... Uh, I think last year we had 70 tons of snow brought in. Wow. So we build a big little, slide for little the slides. Yeah. yeah. So the kids can, you know, we, I, I was lucky enough to grow up or maybe not as 
lucky, no. but to grow up up north. <laughs> and so I got, to, ex- I got no. to experience the snow. And so the neat thing is the kids get to come and sled on yeah. real snow down here. And that's, I think, a gift yeah. to the community. Oh, of it course. really is because a lot yeah. of kids are never going to yep. see it. And we have snow flurries every night. So we got the oh, big that fake. Is so so we, cool. we also have fake snow. So we sure. have yeah. big you know, snow flurries every night. And then we have Santa that comes. Matter of fact, one of the most Googles, Googled Santa clips on the internet is Santa. Did you saw that I one? totally, can I guess? Yeah. Is it Santa falling in the river? Yes. <laughs> I did oh, see that. That did not really happen. So MTV it, ridiculousness it, picked it up. Yeah. It, it really oh. happened. <laughs> yeah. He so stepped great. off the end of the dock talking to somebody into the into Well, the... there's a little jog in the dock. Oh. So what he was seeing at his peripheral was the dog. wider part of it. Oh my god. And when he went to step back, he was still on the short part of it. So he went like right in. <laughs> well, he was okay and it was hilarious. Oh, yeah. So it was worth it. Yeah, as long as he didn't get hurt, everything is okay. And so another I uh, wanted to say news company that's good to us is Fox thirty five. Yes. And they actually come out and do David Martin uh, comes out yeah. and does I think that's who I saw, off. where I saw the um, the snow and the sleds and all that stuff for you guys as well. Yeah. yeah. So I'd love to go to that. And we definitely, Angie and I are committing yeah. to come to your Halloween party for we sure. Are. Well, both. You need to come to both, but come do the slide. Yeah. If it's raining out, it's, that's the time it's to indoors. come. Yeah. It's yeah. covered. It's like, You're yeah. not going to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have, lots of, have I have lots of nieces and nephews too that would appreciate that. Surely. So, you know, I can spend some time with them. Oh, we do other little events throughout the year too, like uh, the, the the crap that where we did the um, crawfish festival. Oh, like um, oh, what do you call that? And Mardi Gras. Yes. yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. Jeez, I got gotcha. you. But we have this most incredible crawfish cooker that a good friend has that we borrow from another good friend, and we make hundreds and hundreds of pounds of uh, crawfish. Uh, like uh, a crawfish boil. Oh my what god! What is this? Mardi Gras. Like usually in like Jan- February, January, awesome. February, yeah. yeah. Wow. So let me say Write this. That down. So, <laughs> s- s- let me say this. Uh, during quarters four and quarters one for six months, we pretty much have something going on in those six months. And, okay. yeah, and that's if what you, we try to do our events to bring more people down. Yeah, because in the summer, people are going to be You there. can't get in. Yeah. If you go to. Wakaiva, www.wakaivaisland.com. Yep. Please don't you, say that. <laughs> my wife well, hates it. Uh, look, if you just scroll down on <laughs> your device, yourself, I'll have baby. a link in the show notes. Okay. But if Wakaivaisland.com. We, we, have a, uh, we have a calendar in which we we keep up. And the calendar, Carrie Vanderhoff, who actually runs our uh, our general store and the, the, the wine bar and all that, uh, I, I have somehow inspired her to make sure that this calendar is beautiful. So uh, it's kind of a sexy calendar, So, but it's also very, very informative. So check it out sometime. So go go to our website, yeah. hit calendar, and you'll see who's playing music. You'll see what events are coming up. Well, it it's makes good. people interested. Yeah. Well, there's you know? not events every single day, so she's got tips about otters, about recycling. About oh, that's great. Sure. Everything, you name it. Wow, well, I awesome. consider myself kind of a local at the island, and I, I didn't even know about some of these events, so that's exciting. It's a lot more events than I thought, too. Well, those are our bigger events. But, yeah. You know, Carrie's in charge of putting the events together. Yeah. Okay, so. so and she's every really good week, at it. Yeah. Every week, and you should know about this, every, every Wednesday we try to have something special going on, and so there's a couple of Wednesdays out of the month that it's really special. Um, we do. We still do the wine and paints. What day, is that? The second. That's the first Wednesday of the month. So That's we a do good w- date night. W- wine and paint. You know the island. We have a couple of p- 
pillars. One's sustainability, which we talked about, mm-hmm. right? One is learning. This is why we have a classroom sure. down there. And one is art. This is why we've got so much art woven into the fabric of the they island. Do. Yes. So at the first Wednesday of every month, we have one of the most incredible local artists we can find. And we have, a, obviously, we're connected to the art community. Mm-hmm. But they come down and they give a class on how to paint. But you sit there and drink glasses of wine. We pull out nice wine and you it's a incredible beautiful date night but then again we Gary have, makes like a charcuterie board yeah, to munch our, on our food guys do food and that's 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 kind of cool first wednesday now the third wednesday of every month we have something we call the a tap takeover so inside the wine bar we have six taps that are not the same taps every time you go in there every month we have a different brewery usually there's some kind of green or sustainable or some kind of moving story uh and they take over the taps for the month they put their best six beers and the cool thing about that is breweries sometimes don't make the same stuff all the time and we're looking for incredible crafts to be in there yeah so the craft beer people in central florida have actually found this uh what we call the brew review uh, third Wednesday, third Wednesday, right? Second Wednesday. Oh, excuse me. Second Wednesday of uh, every month, we have a new craft beer group come in. The brewer usually comes in, talks about his craft and what he's done, and they come and they, they pair with our food truck guy. Gary uh, makes food to match with the uh, with the beer, wow. and they pair food, and it's a lot of fun. It's a ticket. You buy it on it. You buy it online. There's so many, so many spots, but uh, kind of a cool thing that happens all all year long. That's every 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 month that happens because wow you're really bringing a certain level of class to the island you know really you know really like really, really and i don't want i don't want to piggyback on that yeah. and sound snooty but the, between you can the, you can sound that well, way it's but okay the, the the beer crafting <laughs> event the the wine and paint event those two events sound more exciting and interesting to me than anything else that we do there which i already yeah. like so that that's very cool nobody either one of those things so, so let me tell you about a big one that's coming up a, a brew review you know and you know russ hyken personally russ yeah. hyken used to be a partner of mine in the engineering business we had so uh i've gone off and started this uh you know this bar thing where i sell beer rough russ is actually one of the major investors in ivan in the ivanhoe brewery downtown right and we're is we're gonna have his beer at our what month is it september i think I thought it was August, but maybe okay, it's September. It might, I don't think it's August. I think it's September, but we'll have to give you the real date. Russ's beer is going to be there, and we're going to really blow this up because he's making beer. I'm selling beer. He used to be my – when I graduated from Penn State back in 81 – Russ and I lived together in Jacksonville, Florida for, for, for many, many years. We, yeah. worked, we worked for the same company. They shipped me to Orlando to head up the Orlando office. It was an architectural group. They shipped Russ, to, they shipped Russ up to North Carolina to head up an office up there. And we somehow stumbled back together uh, and started the, the, the engineering company together with some other good friends, Bill Beckman. Yeah, and all those that was the company I joined yeah. 25 years ago. Yeah, yeah. That was that's, a, a cool, that's a cool, that's cool story. It really is. Well, so, so, so you guys have to tell us, like those kinds of things you don't know the details on, come back and let us know because we'll put it in the next show as a part of our information yeah. station thing well, at the end. it's not August, so it must be September. Yeah, good. And, and I'll put a link directly to the calendar as well. 
at the bottom of the show yeah. notes. You can just scroll and down. Since and you guys do something, the the brew review is what you call it every month, right? Yep. yep. In October, we're actually doing Halloween and hops. That's our, our theme for the month. Uh. So we're going to um, interview local breweries or hops farms because I told you yep. Dan's yep. brother and yep. their neighbors, the Foxes. Yep, told, and we're going to build that story. That business? <laughs> yeah, he is. He's, yeah, he is. So cool. he's the one that put all the lights oh, up. He's and built it. Yeah. He's, oh, he's the one that tells you everything you need to know about hops. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Pretty, pretty interesting. So we so got to connect yeah. him with Russ because Russ buys oh, hops now. So if they could do a beer with local hops because oh. they're brewing it here in Orlando. And these are fresh hops too. A lot of people buy dried hops. Yep. So this is what's really That's cool. it's unique too. It's, it is it's beautiful. They have you the have largest hops farm in Central Florida. I'm sure they do because they, there's probably not a lot of them. Well, still, I mean, they, they're yeah. right out of the chute. <laughs> that um, sounds pretty good on the resume, though. You know, and, and one of our uh, we haven't mapped out all the details yet, or even really talked to them about, it, especially if they hear this. But one of the uh, there's we're doing mostly local, but there is one we're doing from North Carolina. Yeah, that is Sideways Farms. We've been there. We, have, oh, we have haven't you been really? there yet. John Snyder. Yeah, yes. we cannot wait to go there. Oh, dude. Are you going there? Don't ruin um, anything for uh, us. We're definitely I'm going excited. there. But, oh. but we want yeah. to have John and Carrie call in during our October month. I would love to go. We're still working out details. We're going to try to go in October. Yeah. I love going yeah. up to North Carolina in the winter. Oh, that's a great beer place. This but one I- does it. Oh, I tell you what, his place is incredible. I'd like to go more tropical, please. Incredible. <laughs> is it? Oh, it is a lovely place, and John's a lovely person. Yeah. It's just, we, we love that area so yeah, much. Cool. I'm excited about that one. That's Me cool. too. I'm so happy for their success, so too. So hopefully they will be on the show in October. That's Woo-hoo. what we're hoping for. Cool. All right, yeah. so we're in the home stretch here, guys. I wanted to give a couple of minutes to let Wait, you tell us. I don't want to end. This is too much fun. I know, it is keep going. Jeez <laughs> Louise. How long is this podcast, anyway? It's usually about an hour long. Oh, good, good. But can you take a minute to tell us a little bit about your team out of the island? Um, because we've noticed the times we've been out there that everyone is super friendly, super efficient. Uh, you know, I don't know if you guys just got really lucky or if you have a very... Uh, strict policy on who you have joined the team, but I thought you might take a few minutes and tell us a little bit about your team out there. I don't know. You want me to start, Mary? Sure. Okay. So, um, it's I a actually, lot of family. I was just going to say, that. oh, that's the trick. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, there is, uh, it is a fam. It really is a family business. Yeah. Um, so, and the neat thing about working with family is, uh, you could trust them with your heart and soul. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's actually is probably 99% of our success out there is because I don't have to babysit or be out there every moment. Right. My family is there. My wife is there a lot. Um, my sisters are there. My niece is there. My nephew is there. I have my godchildren. You know, Steve Logan, his godchildren. Oh, sure. My godchild. Steve He's, Logan works yeah. there. Steve yeah, Logan's Steve there. there. Steve's really a family member. Um, Sandy Summers, her sweet baby boy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Seth Wheaton is actually... Uh, is uh, our, Dan's G- cousin. our GM out there, Daniel's <laughs> yeah. cousin. Yep. Yeah, so he's really family, right? Right. I mean, some yeah. way, somehow, uh, the core team is connected. Now, the, you know, I, I mentioned earlier that uh, we go through six months, it gets really slow. We go so six months when it's really busy. The nice thing is when we're really, really busy, it's kind of summertime. So the other community responsibility we have out there is we have a lot of young folks that come and this this is their first job. And so we try to, t- it is our responsibility to make sure that they have a real 
experience. So we work really, really hard to make sure that it's run professionally so that those kids that come out there actually um, gain something good from their summer. Now, obviously, a lot of them are slinging canoes and they're out in the sun and it's fun. Uh, but the other thing is we, we try to run it as professionally as we can. So I think yeah. that just spills, spills down through everybody because, uh, we, we try really, really It hard. is very professional. It is it very is. professional, but you know what it reminds me of a little bit is, um, and hopefully this is an okay reference, but it reminds me of being at Disney a little bit because all the staff there are happy or at least they seem to be happy. I've never seen a staff no. member act irritated. Everyone's friendly and fun and You haven't got me on a bad day. Well, besides Mary. <laughs> well, we don't throw stuff out the window. We don't throw our trash right. on the ground, Mary. But I mean we were don't just there down the road. I, from, That's right. from the guy coming to take the drink orders to, to loading the the canoes or the kayaks that we rented, everyone's just really friendly and if you stand there for a minute, you, they'll start chatting with you. It's just a yeah. really nice vibe out there. Well, we we do try really, really hard. Let me tell you one of the things that we we did down there from the from day one when we purchased the place. It you mentioned earlier in the show, you know, it was not a nice place. And I'm not a bar owner. I don't do this. I'm a I'm an engineer. Right. You know. So um, we actually from day one we engaged with the sheriff's department and we actually had off duty uh, deputies there. I remember that years ago. And they're yeah. still there every yeah. Saturday and Sunday when we're at capacity. We have off duty deputies there, and it's kind of funny. At the beginning when we did that, we had a lot of folks say, hey, Bill, why do you have the cops here? You know, it makes me... I don't me like f- them watching me yeah, drink. Makes me very... <laughs> don't un- drink go and drive. We'll go to another bar. Yeah, makes why? me very uncomfortable with a cop sitting there watching me drink. And I say, well, dude, then maybe this isn't your place. That's no, right. What are you doing else. that's making you uncomfortable? Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. Well, and we've well, had people you- go around the corner and light up a joint. And it's like, seriously? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you also have... People think do- they can do that anywhere nowadays. It's yeah. like, not yet, it's people. still illegal. You cannot do it <laughs> you at also, Wakaiba Island. That's right. So you also have off-duty police officers there as guests. And some of my oh, friends are, are yeah. uh, Todd Yonke uh-huh. and his wife we've yeah. ran yeah. into out there before. So yeah. Yeah. I just, I have a question. What is capacity at the island? 395 people, 271 vehicles. Wow. That wow. was, we just changed that. That was the last. You um, got it upped a little bit? Yeah. It was 260 and oh, it was wow. two. 248. So and it's kind of funny because we were 260 was the occupancy. And I and I said, guys, that 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 is the building occupancy. If you look at the buildings and you you know, every building you can sure. so yeah. many people, maximum 110 right. people, maximum 20 people. If you add up all the occupancies of our building, miraculously it adds up to 260. Yeah. So it said 260 is the occupancy. Somewhere, some way, some folks said that is the occupancy for the entire island and the entire livery. Yeah. And so this last battle we went through was we were trying to clarify that. And I think the compromise was there's a lot of people stuck on 260. It's not. Yeah. It never was. But uh, yeah. we, we're now at 390, whatever. 395. 395. And yeah. It's fine. And I'll it's, tell you, when we were out there the other day. It's not even crowded, I though. I didn't even. I was no. like. There's no wait because yeah. we had people that came late. And, yeah, and we I'm were like, at, well, we're guess at, what? You can't get we're to the capacity. We're at capacity, 395. You're, oh, you know. That's it. You guys, well, so just for our listeners that aren't familiar with Wekaiva Islands, so if you decide you want to go out there on a weekend, you really need to get there by 10 a.m. 
Uh, I think it was probably near 11 when they reached on capacity yeah. on a Sunday of all days. Of Actually, the weekend. it was about 10.30. Was it oh, 10.30? Wow. Yeah. So and once well, it reaches capacity, that's it. You can't walk in. As Bill said, that's capacity is capacity. That's it. So um, that kind of tells you- we fill up with cars before we fill up with people. So yeah. we really want people to carpool. Sure. Yes. And, yeah. But we open at 8.00. Yeah. You've got until about 10. If yeah. you, and if you try at 12, 1 or 2, you're probably it's too not late. getting it's in. It's too late. Yeah. And it's uh, it's uh, the other nice thing about the place, though, is when it's at capacity, you picture a place that's so crowded you can't move, but it literally, I would not even know they were at capacity mm. if you hadn't told me that. And so let me, let me make a couple other plugs. I tell you what, during the week... It is lovely. Oh, we, is. we go during the week. Yeah, we so bike d- down there. Yeah. So yeah. During, Me and Mindy come down there, it is, kayaks. And, and, and at this time, so during the school year, we close at 7 p.m., but during this time in the summer, we, we're, we're open till 9 o'clock, and it is actually lovely down there during the week. Our, we, our, our food vendor, uh, Gary Malini, that runs the Without a Paddle Cafe, <laughs> does great Food. He really His does. Food the fish tacos. Cr- oh, oh God! Lobster sandwich. And so, I would I would plug you know the week that during the week, and I'll tell you what in the winter time, it is my favorite time. That is here. probably yeah, my favorite time. We, Dan we and have I have fire, been down there. We have in the a winter. big fire mm-hmm. pit. Right. We have the, everybody hangs out yeah. around the fire. We cook marshmallows and it's yeah. love. There are no bugs. It yeah. is just a So beautiful. if I can be honest for a minute, we come a lot more often in the winter months with the, you, you guys have the fire pit with, it's all carved with the shapes in yeah. it. And we go mm-hmm. and listen to music and have our wine. So and yeah, I would heat. agree with you. And less heat. Right. Less heat. Yeah. <laughs> you can walk away from the heat. That's yeah. right. <laughs> So you guys also purchased a place. I, I know this isn't Wekava Island related, but I'm just curious about it. You purchased a place in New Smyrna. That's Outriggers. Can you? I, I, we don't have to go too deep on this, but can you tell us a little bit about that place? I haven't been personally. I want to go. Is it similar? Is it completely different? What drew you to this place? Okay, so first I got to give you, I, I got to give you a little bit of backstory here too. So um, what happened? I, I, I mentioned that we have a lot of rules at Wakaba Island. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I have a place over at New Smyrna, New Smyrna Beach on the river, and I'm kind of a boat guy anyway. So I used to boat by this piece of property that was being built. Uh, I, I, actually, it was a piece of property I was trying to buy at one point in time to build a second Wakaiva Island. Oh, wow. Before Outriggers was there? Yeah, before Outriggers oh, was wow. there. But they wanted $5 million for the piece of property, so it didn't, that didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, so I watched this property be built, and this, the folks that built this place, uh, Tim and Todd Phillips, uh, they own a big uh, road construction place. They built an incredible, beautiful place. And um, somewhere three or four years after that, three years, I think, after it was opened, I had the opportunity to meet them and talk about the idea of me taking that over because I was so impressed by this, uh, by the facilities at this, at the, at the New Smyrna Marina. And uh, for some reason, he trusted me and he said, okay, it wasn't for sale. Like the Wakaiva Island, the old Wakaiva <laughs> right. Marina, it wasn't you for sale. You put that energy out there, though. See, he things said, come to I, you. <laughs> I will, I, I trust you. I think you could handle this. And I said, okay, beautiful. And so I went to my 
partners, Beckman and Russ and all those guys, we had some residual cash hanging out in some buildings like the building we work in. Right. Um, we had a couple buildings in Vegas, a couple buildings in, in, in California. We had some residual cash that was just hanging out there. And I said to my partners, I want to cash in my 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 shares in this you know and uh, this little other little business we got going on because um, I want to buy this uh, the the New Smyrna Marina in Outriggers, and Beckman said to me, "Dude, I've always wanted to own a bar with you. Let's just do it together." Oh, how oh, cool! I didn't know Beckman was part of this. Uh, yeah, Beck Russ, everybody that was part of GRG, all the partners of GRG. Dan Chrisman is a partner. Ken Rigby is a partner. Oh wow! Of Outriggers, so. Um, it's actually you. You remember the company named Burwhip? Of course. Okay, Burwhip owns the uh, the uh, marina over there. Oh so, wow! And but it was inspired by Bill Weinog, and sure. it was inspired by Wakava Island, uh, really. And it's different. It is you know Wakava Island is a small, you know, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen foot, uh, you know, marina where you do this incredible bass fishing in Florida. Mm-hmm. Over there, there are forty, fifty, sixty. 80 foot sport fishermen sitting at our docks and it is in these boats i mean one boat sitting out there there's a spencer sitting out front it was eight million dollars so it's on the ocean it's right on the inlet it's it's on the river it's oh, it's on, on the, the river. Yeah. Oh, okay. What's it's, the river? It's on. It's on uh, the intercoastal. The intercoastal. intercoastal. That's right. what I meant by the inlet. The intercoastal yeah, it goes water. right out the inlet. Yeah. So the sports fishermen go out the inlet. But very we, cool. We sell fuel. There's a there's a dry dock there. You know, a stack mm-hmm. house. We've got we've got cottages, little villas that we're building. Uh, oh, two are under cool. construction right now. Those will be we 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 own uh, we own the land there where the cottages are. So that's all cool. Wow. So it's a. It's a in in and we're in the middle of changing the menu. It was a bar food kind of place when mm-hmm, we bought right. it. We want it to be. We actually are. You you know us. Sure. You, you know the Burr Whip guys. Yeah. We want it to be the best seafood restaurant in Florida, and that's wow. our goal. So, so are you so, shopping for like a chef now? No, we we've got a whole new team in place, and we've got the best of the best guys there. You talk about assembling a team. Some way we were able to do that. So we've got an incredible team in place right now. It took a, it took a little bit of work to do that, yeah. but I'm, I'm looking forward yeah. to the future. And, and our goal is set on being the best seafood place in Central Florida. Okay, so, so how so, are we... How are you, Okay, you go first. I was just going to say, you and I need to plan a weekend to go stay in yes. New Smyrna and go... I can't believe we haven't been, but now I'm, I'm thrilled to go. Yeah. There's, and there's a lot of really great places in, yeah. in New Smyrna Beach. I would plug the third wave, which is a really, really good friend of ours you know uh, sheila road animal hospital uh, i know where it is i don't know the owners okay. Wayne Lundberg and kathy lundberg they're really really good friends really good friends of ours um you know somewhere in the middle of this i uh we were looking for property on flagner t- together and we we're going to do a little crepe thing and i was like we need to do something over here well they ended up doing third wave by them with some other friends they didn't want me involved they said bill you're <laughs> you're too crazy for okay. us and so we're gonna do this on our own i'm like well okay I'll crazy go do is good i said i'll go do the marina down the road you can't do the marina i'm like yeah i will i'll go do that big thing <laughs> So uh, it's bigger. It's oh, but their place, you know, their place. We, we strive to have is, is something close to what they got. They have the best food. They have the they have great staff. Yeah, great drinks. So yeah. if you go over there for the weekend, absolutely go to, go to Outriggers and yes, absolutely course. hit Third Wave. Check Third Wave out. Yeah. All right. So and what I, I love about that is how there's uh, we're kind of have the philosophy that they're 
there's plenty of success in the world and by promoting your friends and family or what could be conceived as competing businesses is really not a competitor. It's just kind of spreading the love and the success. Yeah. So, and the yeah, neat thing that. is, they're a Popkinites. So are they from, they're, they're from, from Sheila Road. That's right. Yeah. yeah, they live here in so Apopka. So we are supporting so, local. Yeah, that's that's great. So my question is, how are you bringing sustainability to Outriggers? Well, when I first got involved over there, I was very inspired to try to 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 make it the greenest the greenest saltwater marina on the planet. Um, there's uh, a parking area where we have I have I have the designs done for solar over the whole top of the parking area. We we're going to that can put bring a, in a lot of like a, energy there. A lot of energy, but it also costs a lot of money. So yeah. our first things first. So mm-hmm. let me say this: I don't think those dreams are gone. I think first thing first, we have to make it a very successful restaurant and a very successful destination. You got to make people want to come there. So mm-hmm. once we do that, then we'll have the wherewithal to take it to the next step. So Love when it. I, I said it to being oh boy you know because that's a longer <laughs> dream sometimes sure. sometimes things are tough they, they don't happen overnight so uh yeah. we're, we're still the mission's still out there but uh i think our i think having great food and becoming a great uh seafood restaurant is uh, is has to come first sure I, and that makes sense i think once you're if i'm reading between the lines here once the it starts becoming financially successful to the point to where you can start taking some of that money to invest in being green yep so guys, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Such of uh, informative discussion about the island, about the um, the efforts of that it. you guys, the history, the efforts you guys have gone to to make it sustainable, um, the events that you do out there. Just at, for someone who goes there, it was educational. So for people that have never been there, I think um, I think it kind of tells everything there is to know, at least as far as. Um, wanting to go out to the island and kind of see what it's all about. So I encourage all of you to go check it out. I know that Angie and I will be out there even more now after yeah. hearing about some of the stuff that you guys do out there. And we really can't thank you enough for taking the time to sit and chat with us for a while. Yeah. Especially since we can ride our bike there. I don't know why we wouldn't go. Yeah, that's cool. More. Oh, and we're putting we, in, I was looking, matter of fact, today I was looking at uh, bike racks. So we're going to put in some big, big Oh, that's great. Yeah, we'll oh, put that link smokes. in there, Mary. Yeah. Oh yeah, we will for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but thank you so, guys. This no, but cool. thank you, thank you for doing this. This is this was yeah. actually fun. So we're gonna take a quick break, guys. We'll be right back with the information station. We encourage you to check out the island. I'll put links in the description of the show notes so you can scroll down and click on it, and you'll hear us talking more about the island as you've heard us talk about it before this episode too. So hang tight. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. It's time for your information station. Indeed. And what a great interview we had with the owners of Wakaiva Island. Thank yes, Bill and Mary are yes. great. So fun. Big we thanks could, could, to them again. Yeah, we could have kept talking for another hour. I know. They wanted to. I, so I, did we, we did too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was a great interview. And you know, what they do in the community um, and personally in their lives to make a change in the environment, yep. I think that inspires us and hopefully we'll inspire you to kind of make some changes as well. They certainly walk the talk, as we say, for sure they do. And we love going to the river, right? We love kayaking at all the different spring-fed rivers that are in Florida. Indeed. So I was super interested in in the health aspect of rivers, not just being outside, because I've talked about that a lot, Yep. but is there a benefit for swimming in those springs or in the river? Well, go figure you would find out. I found out. 
I found out. I mean, some of it I kind of already knew, yeah. but we know that since um, like a you know spring is bubbling up from the ground, right? It's collecting all these great minerals in it, and minerals are good for our skin, especially specific ones. So a couple of the minerals that are really great um, for our skin and that are actually present in especially the spring fred. Spring-fed water, right? Um, are the electrolytes calcium and magnesium, and everybody knows what those two things are. But what those do is they can actually help your skin be more hydrated, and not just from drinking it, you know. So not just from it coming into your system, but being exposed to it on the outside as well, like soaking in through your skin. Yeah. Wow. So I remember years ago I watched like a, a beauty tip about somebody who would just. Um, she looked very young. And she said that her technique was that she just cleaned, like dabbed her face with cold mineral water every day. I remember seeing that years ago and being like, that's crazy. Wow, and you remember that too. Yeah, I remember that. It was on some show or something. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. But it makes sense. She's keeping her skin hydrated, which can help keep, you know, wrinkles at bay and, you know, just keep your skin healthy. So I thought that was super interesting. So It um, is, yeah. Yeah, and then something else that was, else that I found out that was really cool is that mineral water can actually act as an astringent and that actually helps to rid your body of dead skin cells, yep. which can make your skin look rough and, you know, feel coarse and not look very young. It helps get rid of dirt. Right. And it can even remove toxins from your body. Wow. So pretty cool, right? It is cool. It makes you, makes me think that I always do this. I think of like ancient ancient man or ancient woman, it makes me wonder, like, when we were living off the land and there were no real added chemicals and it Mm -hmm. was all very natural, it it makes me almost wonder with all the perfumes and dyes and lotions and things that were sort of programmed to that we need in order for it to be healthy or our Uh skin's going to be dry. It just makes me wonder if you weren't putting treated water on your body then you wouldn't need lotion to kind of counteract that. Absolutely, it, it just makes me think if you were living out in the middle of nowhere and if things weren't as polluted as they are now and you were just swimming in rivers and you would naturally have sort of all the things we need, 14 different things to get now, like smooth skin and nice hair yeah. and all that. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's interesting. interesting. Well, I guess you can still get the benefits if you're in the right place. That's right. Yeah. And there's another element called silica, um, which most of us are lacking in our diet, but probably especially, you know, for it coming in contact with the outside of our body. Silica, silica is an element, you can find it in foods like cucumbers, but it's actually found in mineral water as well. Wow. And it can help, you know, with healthy hair, like if your your nails are brittle and need repairing, if your hair's dry. So and, I might sound really and foolish your skin here. Too. I yeah. might I might sound like like an idiot here, so bear with me. Is silica the same stuff that's in that powder people take yes. when they can't use the bathroom? What's that stuff oh, called? Oh no, no, no. That's fiber. What's it called though? It's called oh. I always said it oh. sounds like a supervillain's name. Oh, it's um Psyllium husk. Psyllium husk. Yeah, that's no, not that's silica. Not the same okay, thing. <laughs> sorry. Forget that then. Silica you need in very little doses, but we are not getting it right. in our diet, you know? And really, in exposure, like you said, the chemicals we're putting on the outside of our body, yep. it, it dries your skin out. And our skin is supposed to produce oil. And what yep. do we try to do with oil? Get rid of it. Sure. Oil keeps your skin healthy. Right. You know? So nobody wants keeps the greasy face. Yeah. yeah. But it's actually a sign of a healthy skin. Is you it? Know? Well, then yeah. I have extremely healthy skin. You do. 
You do. On my I face. I mean, you still got to wash your face and stuff just because you, you do need to clean it. What do you mean it, I but... do? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah I, yeah, I agree with you. I see that shine there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like that. Um, well, you know, I guess to tie into that, I was thinking that, you know, you and I enjoy going out in the river so much here in Florida for kayaking and all that. Mm-hmm. Really, that's mostly what we do is kayaking and canoeing. And based on our conversations with Bill and Mary, I started thinking, how are we contributing to keep the rivers clean? Besides just sort of being responsible when we're actually out on the water and not leaving trash and things like that. But more like, what are we doing at home? Are, Are we doing our part to make sure we're not helping to contribute to uh, the toxins that are going into mm. the actual water, as um, Mary mentioned, you know, yeah. all that, all the chemicals and all the poison stuff that's going down the drain is contributing to the changes in the rivers. And so we are almost chemical free in terms of what almost. our soaps and stuff. I think we could still have a deeper effort yeah. to replace all of our cleaning products and um, it's hard any, to make the change, especially on like body products. It really know? is, especially mm-hmm. if you have any prescription stuff. Yeah. You know, that's the question is, and I'm, I'm willing to bet there's probably some natural remedies that could replace a lot of the prescription stuff. But, you know, all that stuff that we use that we shouldn't be using really does make its way into the, the water source. And I know you make those natural cleaning products that we use around the house. Mm-hmm. What What's in those? I mean, really, it's like, old-fashioned what they used to use a lot of vinegar and a lot of baking soda that's what they used to clean with yeah it's um you know it's a disinfectant kills germs and then a lot of the essential oils that you um can add to it that make your house smell good but they actually have anti um microbial um they kill allergens in the house i mean lemon oil i could go on and on lavender yeah you know the list goes on and on Uh, they all have some type of benefit like that so yeah that's all you have to do it's a simple change so isn't it weird how that's very interesting it's also weird to me how we've sort of been programmed to when you smell your clothes if it doesn't have that soapy detergent smell that we all love so much you don't feel like it's clean but really that smell that you smell is terrible for your skin Mm -hmm. for the most part i basically Um, wash our clothes with um a vinegar and i use a um an essential oil for like a softener right and then baking soda that's pretty much it i know i know sometimes it was hard for you to get used to it was and i just (laughs) for our listeners if you're like me my my gut instinct was we and we sound like it sounds like we're gonna be a bunch of dirty hippies that smell like (laughs) patchouli oil or whatever you call it an incense or something but it's really not everything's clean it doesn't smell like uh, a dirty body like dirty clothes smell yeah um and i guess it got me thinking and doing a little research that, you know, as Mary told us, chemicals make their way into the rivers. But when that happens, it actually can change the pH level of water, which can then have a negative effect on many of the organisms that are in the water. That's right. So it's really up to us to think about how those things can cause an imbalance. Plants can die. Um, that could be a source of food for other animals, mm-hmm. for shelter. Uh, for specific animals, there's sort of like a chain reaction that can mm-hmm. have all these negative effects on plants and animals and ourselves. As as you know, Bill was talking about how the river water that I swam in out on and we kind of a, when I was a kid versus now is completely different because of what we're doing to yeah. our environment. So it's really a fairly easy change that everyone can start making in their house. 
you'll find that it's less expensive. Unlike, you know, eating clean. A lot less expensive. The the chemical side is actually a lot less expensive. It's better for your skin. It's better for the environment. It's like a win-win-win. And I was resistant. I'm not into the hippie movement thing. I'm I've, you know, but I'm I'm bought in now that um you know, Angie has done it. I, I don't feel like it's such a weird thing anymore. I feel like it's it's the most logical thing. Yeah. Uh, it's the smartest thing to do for so many different reasons. So I would like to encourage everybody to think about getting rid of the chemicals in your house and making everything chemical yeah. free. And not only for the health of the environment, for the health of yourself, you know, huge of course. In, yeah. in, um, respiratory problems are caused by cleaning agents and you don't even know it's happening, but it's happening. Of course. Birth, birth defects. Oh, it doesn't pregnant surprise me. Using certain cleaners. So highly encourage you guys for the health of us and the environment to do it. And I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist because I'm not one. I I'm am. really, I'm more of a skeptic <laughs> than a conspiracy theorist. But if you think that because your cleaning supplies have been approved by the FDA or whoever that you're good to go, you are sorely mistaken. Do a little research. Just do some research mm -hmm. and you'll see there is stuff that gets through that's proven to be horrible for you. Yeah. So anyway. I just think if people can make more effort, we, we're going to do our our uh, part to um, take the chemicals that we are still using and get those out of our house. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to put a link on uh, the website of a site where you can actually look up the chemicals or, you know, cleaning products and stuff and see what what type of bad stuff they have in it. Yeah, <laughs> that's great scary. information to share. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll put I'll definitely put that on there. Awesome. But in closing, we just want to give another big thanks to Mary and Bill for a great interview, really Indeed. opening our eyes to some changes that need to, if a little bit of change is made by each person, we can really make a big difference in this world. So thank them for actually starting, you know, to make an impact locally. And hopefully that spreads and spreads. Indeed. And, and guys, we want to hear from you as always. Please give us a call. Let us know your thoughts about the show or just life in general or share a funny story, whatever it is, 407-490-3899. Or you can always email us at feedback at fineanddangy.com. Very nice. And all of our social media is fine and dangy. We always ask this, but if you haven't yet done so, please rate room review. And if you'd like us, if you do like us rather, please subscribe. Um, we've seen the number of reviews grow and we really appreciate that. Um, they've all been really great. Um, the nice thing about a podcast, as I say, is you can listen to them anytime and you can listen to them in chunks. So if you're new to podcasts, if you happen to be a friend of Bill and Mary's and they told you about the show and you don't listen to podcasts uh, any other time, the nice thing about them is you can listen to five minutes of it in the car and three weeks later, you can go back to it and it'll pick up right where you left off. So you, you, it's, yeah. it's on your schedule. It's almost like radio Netflix. So yeah. I love them. That's all I listen to anymore is yeah. podcasts. And I did want to say too, if you follow us personally, but you haven't followed our social media, especially our Facebook page, right. I can't tag you in pics and stuff whenever you're at an event. Yep. So make sure you go on there and follow us. Follow the oh, page great point. Yep. so that I can tag you. So you can see the pictures yeah. and stuff. Yeah. 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 So a business page won't let you get, you know, tag someone unless you're a friend. I've ran That's into right. that in my book yep. stuff as well. So we ask you, as we ask you in most of our episodes, to think about what you're doing in the world to make uh, a difference. And, you know, what are you doing to make a positive change in your life and someone else's life? And more especially for this episode for future generations. That's right. And we want to remind you that at the end of the day, 
It's, it's all fine and dandy. It's always a fun time. <laughs> it is. If you have good costumes, you might take the hundred thousand or the hundred thousand. No, that Bill, was you said it. The one thousand dollar first prize away. I can say and always remember. I just lost straight into it. I was freaking out. <laughs> you don't want to say my make a beautiful plant. I got lost in that, and I was like, I would never say this. And also, it says beautiful plant where we live. <laughs> Isn't it just one big plant? Remember that making positive changes now is a way of giving back to future generations.